fresh out the box stop look and watch ready yet get set it's another episode of the money talks podcast a show about nothing where we talk about everything uh first of all i want to apologize for the slight um delay in getting a new episode out i've just been a lazy shit and this is still the beginning of like this podcast endeavor so apologies to everyone who's messaged me and said that they've enjoyed the podcast and haven't gotten a new episode uh i i will take all the heat for this i'm a piece of shit um for those of you who know me you know that this is fact um but that being said it's time to start a new episode in this episode i am sitting with a man uh who will be the reason why I sang the intro to all that at the beginning of this episode. He is all that. He is all that, Keita Murray. How are you doing, Keita? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Very high right now. (laughs) Lifted. Um, For those of you who are unfamiliar, Keita Murray is a wrestler based out of Pennsylvania, but by the time you listen to this, this could be months from now from the recording date, so at this point, or at that point, um, I would have to change it to Keita Murray is a wrestler based out of California. Sacramento, California. Because you're moving to Sacramento. I am. But we'll get to that. Um, In the last year or so, Keita and I have gotten familiar with one another. Um... And at this point, I think we were discussing last night, since I'm about to retire, I can call you my final pro wrestling friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, final friend that you made out of professional final, unless Unless something happens between unless, now and uh, the next four time. weeks, yeah. yeah. So, um, But yeah, it's a, this, this friendship started... Um, the way that many friendships start, they start out of nowhere. You know, most friendships, at least in my life, haven't started yeah. with, I want to be friends with that person, no, and yeah, then it happens. Yeah, they come out of surprise. And uh, so there will be several things that I actually know we'll discuss, because we won't be able to avoid them, but they're going to be two of the things that I've said I don't want this podcast to be uh, chock full of, and I feel like every episode has mentioned these things. Um, but... Kita is not only a wrestler, as mentioned, but much like me, he likes dudes. <laughs> and I've said that I didn't want this to be the gay wrestling podcast, but I, I knew that I this I like was... <laughs> women, too, though. So he like, does like women. I like dude and women. I, so, I love both. He loves both. Um, so there, I guess we'll be kind B-O-F. of different. B-O-F. B-O-F. This will be kind of different then, because I've only had uh, gay people on here, really? and you're like Not a bisexual. dirty bisexual man. I am a fucking dirty bisexual man. Um, but let's start this off and uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, because I know that you're new, to, you're kind of new to the wrestling business, yeah. so there might be people that are unfamiliar with you. So let's get them acclimated to you. All right, I really hate this shit, and I hate like ex- like describing who I am, but like I really try hard at it. Still trying to work on this shit, so whatever. Put yourself over. Alright, so word. My name is Keita Murray, all that Keita Murray, one half of the Impeccables. My partner name is Kit Raff. We're based out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Grew up, moved out to Scranton, Pennsylvania uh, back in 2006. Um, Now, where would someone be familiar with that town? uh, Scranton. Um, So... The popular show called The Office is based out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. And yes, that is a real place. And yes, that is where I live. Uh, Dunder and Mufflin is not a real place. Uh, 
that shows the work. Did you did you ever were you like a big fan of The Office? Uh, no, uh, no, I never. I've watched it. I think it is funny. I do plan on watching it, but before I actually even watched the episode, I was like, nah, fuck that show. I'm never gonna watch it. And because you lived there. Or just because yeah, fuck that yeah, show. Yeah, because I lived there, and because yeah, fuck that show at the same time. But um, but then like I actually sat down with somebody and like watched the episode, and it was pretty fucking funny. And so then I was like, "Word, I'll watch it." But then I got caught up on all these other shows and shit. One of which we'll discuss later. I actually was never a fan of The Office either. So really? like when yeah, I just like when I was training in Georgia, mm -hmm. um, I lived in an extended stay hotel for the duration of it. Shout out to the Majestic on Fulton Industrial Boulevard in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, like it would always be on TBS, yeah. and it just I don't know. It was so dry, like yeah. it just never like grabbed me. I would just watch like reruns of Fresh Prince. So, Fresh Prince is a favorite, my favorite. There's one of them. That's kind of like what my gimmick I'm trying to base off of, a little bit. So your gimmick, let's talk about it. So people might ask, why do you call yourself all that? So Kida, despite being born in the middle of it, yeah. his gimmick is like... Based out of the 90s. Based off like the 90s. Like Nickelodeon's 90s, specifically. Um, so like I try to like brought it up and make it into like just Nickelodeon 90s and not everything well at the same time everything 90s as well I guess yeah no it's everything 90s and not just Nickelodeon so like would you ever come out like would you ever like use the theme song from like Roseanne as your entrance music yeah yeah actually the I, theme song from Roseanne is basically just uh, Diesel's theme music honestly <laughs> it is and you know you say Roseanne and like me and my tag team partner Garrett just had a conversation about this. Like I, I didn't like Roseanne growing up, and he said he loved it, and I was like, oh. I, I, I didn't wanna, love Roseanne, but I, I watched it. it. A chance. I want to give it a chance now. Like I heard this comeback on Netflix or something like that, so I'll give too. it a watch. Now that I'm older, because when I was younger, I didn't have like an older like sense of humor. Like I had a childish sense of humor, so I didn't get things at times. Roseanne was like a very ahead of its time show. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, there's a question for you. I don't think I've asked you this. So your your character and gimmick is like stuck in the '90s, based off the '90s or whatever. So if you had to choose, and we'll just go off of Nickelodeon, uh, one Nickelodeon show to watch. Besides all that, maybe that wouldn't even be your answer. But what would you choose? Top three, actually. Let's do top three favorite Nickelodeon shows Cat in dog. the '90s. All right, Cat Dog. Um, it's, do, so are we considering Spongebob or not? Spongebob started in 99, so I yeah. guess that would count. Okay, Spongebob, so cat dog. Maybe, maybe like pushing it since it was like right, the very then I won't pick it, I won't. That would be like, just know that's out of my top three, but I'm not going to go with it, so. Um, so, cat dog, Auro Monsters, and Hey Arnold. Okay, those are good choices. I loved Our Real Monsters. I would go Rocco's Modern Life probably. Yeah, I would too. Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats. Oh, Rugrats. Oh, and even I mean, probably Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats, and no, I take hey away. Yeah, no, I put in Rugrats and I take away. Um, what did I say? Cat dog. Cat dog. Our Real Monsters. All right, I take out Our Real Monsters and I take out Rugrats. Fair enough. Um, so let's see when you start wrestling. One. When, yeah. Um, so I started training April 2014. How old were you when you started? Um, 
I completely forgot. I think you I blanked out. No, been dropped I, on your I head one too many I times. Nineteen, I believe. Um, so two thousand twelve, I would have been seventeen. Turn eighteen, two thousand thirteen. I was 19. I was 19. So, yeah, I was 19. So, 19 years old. So basically, at this point now, you said you started back then, so you'd be two years in the business. You're 20. Well, you'd be a few, few more. So, you started training, right? Yeah, I started training okay, April so. 2014. Had my first match November 27th, 28th, 2014. What made you get into the wrestling business? Um, well, you've been a fan. You, like, grow up watching yeah, wrestling? Yeah, I grew up watching wrestling, like, big-time fan. Did the whole wrestling with my friends shit um, and stuff. So. Did you have like a really like shitty sounding like backyard name uh, for your 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 backyard wrestling friends? Uh, yeah. We used to just play off of real work like wrestlers and like just act off of them. Who was like, your favorite wrestler growing up then? It was Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Yeah. What? Why Matt? Okay, that's actually really like I don't want to say it's strange, no, but most people wrong. would say Jeff Hardy. No, I know exactly. So that's exactly. So even from a younger kid, I was kind of like the original hipster. <laughs> so I was like, Jesus. so I was like, oh, everybody likes Jeff Hardy. Like, I don't want to like Jeff Hardy. Like, I like the Hardy Boys, so I rather like Matt Hardy. Like. Everybody likes Jeff Hardy. I'm not going to like what everybody wants to like. Like, I'm going to like Matt Hardy. And then, like, I started to actually, like, watch him and, like, realize, like, he actually does really fucking cool moves. Like, and then he was always, like, the technical one. So, like, yeah, Jeff did all the crazy shit, but Matt was the technical one. When did you start watching wrestling? Um, honestly, it's a blur. blur. Like, I don't really remember what years and exact dates, but, um, I do recall, alright, so the earliest I can remember is, uh, Like, early, early, I remember Kane, like, little things of Kane, like, because Kane used to scare the shit out of me. So, like, I remember Kane growing up, like, little VHS tapes, like, at my, like, dad's mom's house, and I wasn't really close to my dad's mom and that family, so that was every once in a while. But I think my brother, when I think once my brother moved from my dad's side to my mom's, because we grew up separated, he loved my dad, I loved my mom. He moved in with my mom, and we got close. I think once he moved in, he, like, really introduced me into wrestling. I want to say, I don't remember, but I think that's what happened. And uh, from there, I remember. And then my mom was dating this guy who was into wrestling as well. So I, I, the first thing I remember really is the Rory Rumble uh, 2000 when Big Show had The Rock. And he was going to go to over. Yeah, and then... The rock like reversed it and like one foot touched the floor and like at that time I didn't really know about Shawn Michaels because I was young so that was cool to me because then I was when I got older and I realized Shawn Michaels did it before the rock I was like oh mm -hmm. uh, way to crush my like oh shit so I always thought the rock was like I was like oh that's so cool like the big guy went to go throw him out one foot touched the floor like the rock like oh that's fucking cool and then uh so that's like my early memory of, and then I remember that WrestleMania, and then the Fatal Four A. I actually attended that WrestleMania. Really? WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. Really? I look back at it now, like as an adult and a work, and I'm like, holy fuck, this show's so awful. <laughs> like it's a really, really bad show. Yeah. But completely like one of the worst like music performances at a WrestleMania ever. Ice T singing oh Godfather God. to the oh, Ring. Yeah, yeah. It's the most oh annoying God, song amazing. ever. <laughs> that's amazing. He just pippinate, pippinate, <laughs> easy man for amazing. four minutes straight. That's amazing. 
Yeah, so like, so it, I, I love asking people um, who are younger than me, because you're 22, yeah. I'm 28, I'll be 29 this year. And you just turned 22 recently, right? Or no? December. Okay, yeah. so you're still kind of fresh 22. Yeah. So like, there's a pretty like decent size yeah. uh, age gap in between, that generational gap. And I was just talking to them about this yesterday. Um, so many of my friends now, you know, I meet through wrestling, so their age just varies. You know, I don't meet people always in my age group. Mm -hmm. So I happen to, you know, find myself being friends with these kids that are like 18, 19, yeah, 20, yeah. 21, you know. And they're like, yeah, I started watching. My, the first thing I remember, this is a legit thing. I'm friends with someone who's like, the first thing I remember watching wrestling was Seamus putting Mark Cuban through a table. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, that was like 2010. <laughs> Like, I'm so old, you know? The first thing I remember was Flair and Savage from WrestleMania 8. Yeah. And that was 92. So then I tell people, like, all right, if I started watching wrestling in 92 and your first memories are of Kane in, like, 2000. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's such a huge... That's almost a decade. It's mm -hmm. insane to me. But that being said, a very cool era to start watching wrestling. Yeah, you know? yeah. 2000 was And then, like, year. I really divulged in, like, off the, like... So like WrestleMania 18, I remember like I remember the Alliance and all that shit and everything. Um, like I do remember that like we're on SmackDown. So I don't think I watched WrestleMania 18. Actually, no. 18 was I did watch. Rock. Yeah, when was the invasion? WrestleMania 17, right? It was the invasion happened after WrestleMania 17. 17. So yeah, that's when I really started to watch wrestling. Like after the invasion. So then WrestleMania 18, like I watched that. Don't really remember, but I do. You know, I remember the Hulk. Hulk Hogan, yeah, yeah, I was really big into wrestling, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, because I remember I was over at my friend's house watching it, so that's how I know I was really into wrestling at that point, and then, but then I remember, like, falling in love with professional wrestling, as I said, I remember we were talking last night, was WrestleMania 19, like, that's when, like, I was like, fuck, that's, like, WrestleMania 19 was, like, I want to be, like, this is what I want to do when I get older, because, like, I was already with my friends watching wrestling, like, and like that's just when I was like oh this is great like once I hit the entertainment I was like I think because I always had like a nick for like wanting to act so I think like with professional wrestling once like the entertainment came out I was like I just want to entertain that's what I want to do perform I love it I like it's um to hear the things that make people interested in wrestling yeah. are also are very interesting because um you know, some people are like, oh, I just love the sport of it. You know, I love, like, mm -hmm. how they're doing this, you know, yeah, the moves, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, sometimes people are like, oh, they're, they're so, like, athletic. I love yeah. that. And then, like, for me, I've always said, and I feel like this is where uh, the things that I did work-wise uh, in the ring, and just as a character, you know, throughout the years, I was very big into the stuff that I then learned was the psychology aspect. Mm -hmm. So, like that first memory of wrestling, you know, Flair and Randy Savage WrestleMania 8, mm -hmm. you know, like, Ric Flair is, like, working Savage's knee the entire match. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's, I like, threatening to, like, show yeah. pictures of Elizabeth yeah. who was with her before yeah. Savage. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Elizabeth yeah. is out there. It's, like, all this, like, mm -hmm. all these and elements. And fucking up his knee. Yeah. And it's, like, the psychology of it was so good. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, my three favorite matches when I was a kid, and, like, people look at me, and they're like, really? Was that match Flair and Savage? Um, 
uh, Randy Savage and Warrior from WrestleMania 7, the retirement match. Okay. And then, of all matches, Bret Hart and Bob Backlund from Survivor Series 94. And everyone's always like, really? That's a really boring match. Mm-hmm. And at one point in that match, Backlund has Bret and the crossface chicken wing for legit nine minutes. Like, oh, shit. Legitimate, like they don't work yeah, it, yeah, roll yeah, out, yeah. and he's just on the mat for nine minutes. And like I remember as a kid being so like invested in Owen Hart, who was like in Backlund's corner with the towel, trying to get his parents to throw in the towel for Brett because Bulldog not, got knocked out. Oh, and shit. he's like, please, like he yeah. owns a heel, yeah. but he's like, please, I don't yeah, want my brother yeah. to get hurt. And then like they finally do it, and then it was all a swerve, and he turns back heel. And, so, <laughs> and I just remember as a, as a kid, it like fucked me up. I was like, oh my god. So like yeah, when I got older, yeah, I was like, yeah. a psychology. That's I loved amazing. It. Yeah. So that's the type of stuff that I've always like. I wanted to like you will, capture that you emotion. Do, like you're like a heel. Like you did it yesterday. Like before a match, mm-hmm. like you came out as a baby face, and then you were like, "Nah, crowd, fuck you," and then you turn heel, and then just want to draw, you know, like yeah. pull on their on their heartstrings, you know, like build them up, make them care, make them give a yeah. shit, and then tear them down. But. Yeah, and then but then that helped that helped the flow of our match because then I came out as a not known baby face in this area, like That's didn't true. know who the fuck I was. Why should they care for me? Came out fucking, they started cheering for me. I was like. Build them up. Let's talk about that, actually. So, not about the match, but the the circumstances around it, because I think it's very cool. This is something else that you and I talked about as well. So, uh, I'll give a little backstory. Um, About a year ago, um, I get a message on Facebook from a person who I had never seen or heard of before uh, named Keita Murray. And Keita messages me, and basically... um, Tells me that he's, you know, read my coming out story and, um, you know, I guess followed followed me after that happened or what have you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and kind of, like, confided in me, like, where you were at in your mind in the closet and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wanting to come out and, you know, just tell people that you were bisexual and get that, that burden off, you know, that weight off your shoulders. Um, which you then did not that long after, if no, I recall correctly. Like, like literally maybe, like a couple of weeks. Yeah, so. I think I just needed that extra push. Like, I wanted to do it. I already had shit, like, written up, like, what I want to say, who I want to say it to. I thought about it. Like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not the type of person, but, like, I was up, like, one night, maybe two nights, like, thinking about it all night long. And, like, so then that was even before I messaged you. So, like, when I messaged you, that was, like, the final, like. You just needed that little boost. yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you come out on Facebook, um, much like me, I remember you gave me a shout out, which I was like, you don't need to do that, this is all on you, um, and, you know, after that, um, we kept in touch, we, uh, you know, kept in touch, talked to each other, et cetera, et cetera, um, and fast forward to recently, um, I've announced my retirement, and I'm getting a lot of messages from you know people that I've wrestled before in the past, and people that I haven't wanting to have matches with me before I'm done. Um, as many of you know, or as everyone knows, time flies very fast, and we got to a point where you know I didn't have that much time left, I didn't have that many dates left. Kita tells me tells me he wants to wrestle me. Um, I tell him that I you know I could get him booked somewhere if he's willing to make the trip out. Um, you know, Pennsylvania to Chicago isn't a, isn't no joke. So <laughs> Kita, Kita drives out here to come meet and have a match with little old me. And, 
uh, as someone who just fancies himself just a guy like I do, uh, very, very humbling to me because sometimes I can't even get my, you know, people that I want to work with, you know, my best friend once no or at the time, my best friend no-showed a match that I really, really wanted. Really? My last match for a specific promotion. Oh, and I was like, hey, I'm leaving. I want to do my last match with you since you're the reason that I came to this place in the first place. And he no-showed me. We really have not been friends since, but you showed up and <laughs> we had a fucking awesome match. I thought yesterday, yeah, we did. Um, and uh, thought we we tore it up, tore it down, what have you, to be that guy, and um, got it out of the way. And I think that, like I said, you know, final wrestling friend thus far. Uh, anyway, um, definitely, it was, a, it was a cool bonding experience. So, um, do what? What did you think about like? Coming out is like a new territory because you're based out there. Yeah. So I've never, yeah. So like I've never really like I've expanded, but not like far, far. So like I I'm based out of North Face PA. So I've done I'm starting to do Central PA. I've done like Southwest PA. Um, done New Jersey. I've done here and there in New York. I've done like some. I've done like Upper New York, like Binghamton, Elmira. Um, I've done Long Island, I mean, and Staten Island, um, so, and then I've done, uh, now you've done Illinois, I've done Illinois <laughs> now, I've done Illinois, uh, and then I believe that's about it, yeah, so, soon you'll be out there in California, yeah, I mean, I've worked for TNA in North Carolina, I, I do use that sometimes, just <laughs> <stuff> over, <laughs> so, we're at this point, and uh, you're about two years into the wrestling business. You're still very young, not just for wrestling, but just in general. Yeah. So, like, I always, like like I said, a lot of my friends are, you know, in that same age group as you. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I think about it and I think about, like, where I was with, like, wrestling or in life. Yeah. And at that time. Yeah, at that time, you know, at that age. And it's interesting when I see some of you because, like, in your case like you have a good job, mm -hmm. you know, like outside of wrestling. Yeah, and then that's the thing, like, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, like, no, This is something, like, I've been wanting to get off my chest a lot lately. Like, when I, like, my first, like, something I have to thank my trainer for, Justin Goyer, like, first day, like, tryouts um, for wrestling school, he was like, what made you want to be a professional wrestler? And then, like, I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I gave the typical, like, don't want to work that nine to five office job, like blah, like I want to be a professional wrestler. And then he was like, afterwards, we all gave our like everybody said kind of sort of said the same thing, like don't see myself working the job, I want to be a wrestler. So then my trainer was like, well, you need plan B. Well, you need a plan B always, like you need a real like backup job, like in real life, if professional wrestling doesn't go anywhere. And that's something that I've always kept in the back of my mind. I feel like that's what's holding me back at professional wrestling right now, but I'd rather have my shoot life good and straight before, while I'm young as well, before, and learn and experience more through professional wrestling. And when I'm good in my shoot life, I'll know where to go with professional wrestling. Like I'm there, and I would, and I know the tools. And at that time, I'll already have the tools to use. I feel like I'm just gaining all the experience. I'm like a little Yoda. 
a little Yoda, a little black Yoda. Yeah. Uh, I'm just joking about that. That's. I don't think you are. I'm, I believe you're telling the truth. You think that you're a black Yoda. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually a very good view. Like, you know, the one thing about wrestling is that it's subjective. Your views outside of it yeah. um, are subjective as well. So, like, yeah. everyone, like, some people will tell you differently. Some people will tell you that that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. So, like, when I think about it now, I know what I did, mm -hmm. and I've seen what other people have done. I can see what you do, and I can put together, I can formulate my own opinion for what I feel and, like, I believe is the best. And, like, when I started wrestling, like, I did not have my shoot life together. And for that matter, I, I really don't now. Yeah. So, like, which is unfortunate because I'm now 10 years into wrestling and about to end it. So, um, so you know, like, I, I think about it, in, like, in your case where you're moving to California, but it's because of your real job, not yeah. because of wrestling. Yeah. But that's going to take you to a new area. Exactly. So you learn these tools early that's in your exactly career. What I mean. You can take what you've learned through wrestling. You get put in a different area, which is also a good area for wrestling at it this is. point. Um, you get placed there based off of your real life, and you can use what you've learned in wrestling and your real life in a new town exactly. or a new city. Yeah. And you can learn your uh, – you have your life experience uh, elevate you mm -hmm. in and out of wrestling. Exactly. So, yeah. it's kind of cool. And doing that at 22 years old is, you know, yeah, is like definitely a good thing. Like, and then that's the thing. Like, there's like kids out there right now who are absolutely killing it, professional wrestling, who are young, and like younger than me, like, like 19 or so, like 17, 18, 19, like 20, and like only a year and a half, two years into the business, like killing it, like traveling all over the world, and like that's great. You know what I mean? And like. But, like, how long are you going to be able to do that with the, like, that's nothing, like, I know they have the support. I don't want to say it. Maybe they don't, but there's support, you know. And then for me, like, I'm just doing it off the back. I live alone right now. I don't have family. Like, my mom lives in Florida. My brother works a shoot life, and is, he works too, you know what I mean? Like, that's the only family I have is my mom and my brother right now. And, I, and then I'm a hardworking guy. So I I live by myself. Yeah, you got I work, two jobs. I work two jobs. Like, and then that's the thing. Like, I want my shoot life together before I diverge into wrestling. Which is good. Like, and then like, I know everyone says like yeah. wrestling is life, and that's like if you want to succeed at wrestling, you have to make it. You know, like a very big part of your life. But you know, I think a lot of us take for granted what life is outside of wrestling and you know having yourself together in my opinion is a good thing so um but yeah man like uh from the outside as an onlooker like i'm excited for you thank you for your move to, to california uh, for your real life and your wrestling yeah and like my part and that's a great part like i'm come i'm going out there with my partner so it's not really i'm going out there alone your tag partner like, yeah my tag partner he's yeah. single yeah. he doesn't have a partner <laughs> tag partner yeah every time i say my partner it's two, I say it in like shoot life, like, oh, me and my partner are going somewhere, and then they're like, partner, and I'm like, no, I'm a taxi partner, best friend. Yeah, you gotta watch that. Ass. I know. But, yeah. He's gonna get pissed at you. No, People he, are gonna no, think he that y'all are fucking. He says the same thing. <laughs> so he told me about it. But yeah, so, um, yeah, so I have my tag team partner going out there. So we're going out there as a tag team as well, you know? We're gonna be there together, working our asses off. It's gonna be great. So. On the uh, the outside part of wrestling, um, we've discussed a little bit of your real life. We've discussed, um, uh, you know, a little bit of your coming out story, a little bit of your career. 
um, let's go back to um, to that because I want to ask you a question. So, uh, in a similar boat as me, you're a pro wrestler, uh, you're a bisexual man. Um, a lot of people view me and they view like who and what I am and they think that like I'm like I always say that people look at me as like oh it's the gay wrestler mm -hmm. um do you feel like that is like a large portion of your life you feel like that's you know that's a, a thing that you carry not so much the wrestling but the you Bisexual. know the bisexuality um like do you um, think that it that defines a, a large chunk of who you are or is it just like a um, piece of you Honestly, I want to say it's kind of a piece of me, but it's part of who I am too as well. Like that's, I don't know. Um, because like, I, I guess maybe a, a, my view in, in in this sense right here would be, um, let's use our friendship yeah, okay. as an example. Do you think that we would have, uh, become friends or met, introduced or whatever, just through wrestling? Or do you think that, uh, granted the, the thing that you messaged me about was to talk about your bisexuality, do you think that that would have been a thing that would have happened just solely off of uh, that conversation? Or do you think wrestling would have like eventually led us to friendship? Um, I think uh, a mix of both, honestly. Raffle and then we became friends like we're Facebook friends, you know, and like that's the thing like in professional wrestling Like that's the thing that I'm not I'm not ashamed to say like yeah wrestling brought us together because wrestling is great And wrestling is weird and it gives you the great friendships in life. So yeah, so like yeah So yeah, we met through wrestling we met because of wrestling Okay, and I'm not ashamed to say that and some people are probably like oh, that's fucked up to say but no like Wrestling is great, and it gives you great true friends. And a lot of people are probably with me on this. Like, I would be like, I, I, I for the longest time, I would say, you know, like, oh, this person is my wrestling friend. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah. And I'm like, no, they're just my friends. You yeah. know, like I met them yeah. through wrestling, but they're just my friends. Friends now, yeah. Um, yeah. Then I do have friends that are my wrestling friends, mm -hmm. but um, I think had we not met. Then that's probably what it would have been. But I'm actually very happy that we met and like we like hit it off and like yeah. uh, good friendship. So, um, I like my shoot job currently. I work with two guys I met through wrestling. So you know, like I work with like I met them through wrestling. Got me a job with them to work there, and we're actually friends. Like I see them on a daily basis. Like it's not even like rest like we barely even talk wrestling anymore. We talk about shoot life. Like that's how I know we're like friends. We're friends. Right we met through wrestling and if it wasn't for wrestling I probably would have never even spoken to them or even met them. But because of wrestling we became friends. Now outside of wrestling, outside of uh your your private life uh, what makes Keita Murray tick? What's a, what's an interesting thing about you that's not wrestling related? I go open a Starburst with my mouth. Like, pull it apart with your tongue and yeah. your teeth? Yeah. Why? How? I don't know. <laughs> I just tried it one time. I like, because that commercial, there was a commercial for it and like, they were like, the, it was like a guy and a girl and they were like putting things in their mouth or whatever. Like, tying like a cherry in a knot and stuff 
And then, like, then the girl did it with, like, the Starburst, and, like, she just pulled out the Starburst wrapper. Oh, no, the girl, like, ate a Starburst real quick or something like that. And then, like, and then, like, her friend was looking at her weird or something like that, and then she just pulled out the wrapper, and she ate the Starburst. So I was like, I want to try if I could do that. Did you eat, do you eat the Starburst afterwards? Yeah. Okay. I hate Starburst. I love Starburst. Starburst I, I love the fact, I love them because I could do that. That's probably disgusting that I do, but... Do you do that all the time? Like, do you nah, like open nah, the Starburst? Nah, <laughs> not every time I eat Starburst, I do it. No, I want to believe that you do. That's just a thing that you do. <laughs> no, maybe you just like use your mouth to open anything. Like, no, no, I hate, I hate when people open soda cans with their teeth. Uh, I don't, I don't know oh, why that, anyone does yeah. that. Like, metal on teeth is awful. Yeah, it just makes me cringe. Same. Um, you have any? I know you. Like, I know you're not a sports guy, right? Um, like, I mean, I'm, I'm a. I like to call I'm a fuckboy sports guy. All right. Like, I'm big into, like, when it gets down to nitty gritty, like, with the NBA Finals. Like, that's when I like to, like, pay attention. Like, right now, they're in the, uh, like, playoffs right now. Like, so I'm actually paying attention to it. Like, but during the season, like, I mean, I, I mean, ever since I started working at a restaurant and, like, I'm working there, like, every night, they usually have the sports channels on. So I pay attention now. Like, I kind of know what's going on. Like, and. I kind of like it because before that I didn't really watch TV. Like I don't. I, I if I watch TV, it's Netflix. Blah blah blah. Like, and then I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna follow sports if I'm not watching it. That's fair. Yeah. You know, they you're in move to Sacramento, right? So. Yeah. So they have the Kings out there, there and it's like amazing because they have the new Golden One Center, and it's like. And then, like, they've told me, like, there's a whole bunch of concerts here. I'm I'm so fucking stoked Lady Gaga is going to be there in August. I'm like, hell yeah. Big Lady Gaga fan is Keita Murray. Like, yeah. Religious Lady Gaga fan, like, yeah. to, to the highest level. Hell yeah. Why well, do you should use Lady Gaga as your entrance music at some point? I definitely will. Like, what would you choose? What would be your song that you choose for entrance music? Because not all of her songs could be good music. I know, they're not. I know. Um... I knew someone who used paparazzi as their entrance music. Really? Yeah. Someone did? Yeah, for a while. And had like a remake of it. Oh, uh, I think I've heard it before the remake. Or like I've seen a clip or something of that person doing it. But um, honestly, I I, I think Just Dance. It's a upbeat. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. you could even use your your, your gimmick right now. Exactly. Still, so. Exactly, yeah. It's it's an old one, but it's a great one. It's a good one. Never hate on the classics. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I feel like the crowd would definitely be clapping and into it if we're not in some like <laughs> delocated area. Now you've got to like try it out and then report back to us. Have your people talk to my people. <laughs> I will. Um, so you did mention uh, Netflix. It's actually a very good segue because one of the things that we have in common. Uh, as we're both big fans of the show Shameless, <laughs> which uh, I know that we both wound up starting uh, yeah. through Netflix. Yeah. Um, I am a huge Shameless fan. Um, I didn't start watching it until like September of last year. Um, and same for me. Same. Yeah. So it was one of those shows that I was very, um, I was excited to watch because so many people had you know praised it to me. Um, but it did take me a little bit to get into those first couple of episodes didn't completely hook me in. And I know that you said that you were the opposite. Yeah. Um, but skip ahead and we are almost in the same spot. You're about a season ahead of me. You're on the, the current season. Yeah, I'm on the current season because um, I got the fire stick 
great thing to get. Yeah, lucky I don't. So <laughs> I'm fucked. I've watched all the seasons on Netflix, but there isn't anything new on there yet. Um, so Kita comes into town this weekend to uh, have this match with me, but you know, gonna make it a little vacation, make it a little trip. Yeah, so he's here great. to hang out and everything. Um, I have to try and be a good host. And I have to, you know, show some sights, take him out, you know, have a show him a good time. And, of course, one of the stops, being a big fan of Shameless, got to go to the Shameless house, to the Gallagher neighborhood, Gallagher house and everything, down on the south side of Chicago, seeing as the show is actually filmed here, at least a large portion of it. Um, in one of, in my opinion, one of the funnier moments since you've been here, uh, we get to the Gallagher <laughs> house, we're about to take pictures, Kita just calmly looks over and he's like, I'm kind of shaking right now. <laughs> so excited. I'm a, I'm a mark for things. I'm a big mark for things. I get I get amped a lot for a little thing. Took the took the pictures in front of the house. Now, I know uh everyone has a favorite character. Um your favorite character on Shameless is Sheila Jackson. Sheila, my baby Sheila. That's all I call her. Like that's my baby Sheila. Now, why do you love Sheila so much? Because she's just great. Like she's just a great character to love. Like like Sheila, like she's just so innocent. Like she doesn't mean what she does. Innocent other than the fact that she's like a sex fiend. Like, no, like, well, no, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like <laughs> everybody brings that up and I honestly forget that part about her because like and then, like, the actress, Joan Cusack, like, is just great. And she like, plays her amazing. Like, she's in one of, like, my favorite movies, Perks of Being a Wallflower. And I was actually watching it the other night. And uh, and then I knew who she was from Shameless now. And I was like, holy shit. The complete 360. Like, she's playing, like, a doctor, a psychiatrist. Shameless, she's playing who she is, Sheila. So it's amazing who she, like what she does, but Sheila as a character is amazing. Uh, it's great. Like I think she's innocent, but then she, but she has that dominance factor. She has an edge. Yeah, she has an edge. So it's a twist. Uh, like she's just a great character. One of the only characters on the show that I never uh, disliked at any Sheila? point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She, I stayed liking her throughout, even though even when she was at her peak annoyance. Yeah. I'd be yeah. Like ah, she's annoying. Yeah, like, she's yeah. Sweet. She, yeah. She means she, well. Exactly. Like that's the thing. You can never be mad at her because it was like, oh, you're doing something annoying right now, but I know you don't mean it. Now, how sad are you that she's not on the show anymore? Uh, I'm. Um, I knew it was coming. So. You think she'll ever be back? You think they'll ever write I her think, back in? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't really, I haven't diverged into why she left or what reasons. I usually am a big nerd for that, and I do that when I watch TV shows. Um, but I, I haven't done that because I don't want to spoil anything. Like, I don't want to come up upon any spoilers for, like, sure. the current like, season I'm watching. So it's, uh, it's like a... They're one of my favorite shows I've, I've ever gotten into, so... Uh, I like to I like to be able to like discuss things like that, so it's always cool when someone has yeah. that, that common interest. Um, so we're getting down to the nitty gritty on the podcast here. We like to keep things like relatively yeah, sure. upbeat and short. Don't want to have people listen to us for fucking three hours. Um, so right now we're looking towards the future. Uh, you know, we're both coming to the end to large, you know, rather large portions of our lives. Yeah. Um, you know, me with my career, you with your entire living arrangement, and yeah. and for that matter. Uh, could be viewed as you know your career in some sense because you're starting you have to start fresh yeah. uh, go to a completely new area and have no contacts no uh, no I anything. Have a few 
Do you contact? I've been in contact with a few promoters out there. Like, definitely told me to, and I just get out there just to hit them up. And they and they sound trustworthy. There's especially one uh, Reno Wrestle Factory that has been helping me out a lot. So Which is props. Good. Shout out to Reno Wrestle Factory. Um, how are you excited for the future? Are you more excited or more nervous or what? A bit of both. Um, it's always good. To me, being nervous is always good, so I'm nervous for a good reason. It's good. I feel like uh, I take it in the same way uh, that like before I have a match, I rarely get nervous anymore. Like I can't remember the last really? time that I was truly nervous for a mm-hmm. match. Um, but I always get the butterflies. Still. Yeah, yeah. And um, sometimes that's how I view things. Like when I moved to Chicago, I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. I've never lived here. I was nervous as hell, but I wasn't nervous. I just had those butterflies, but I was ready to, you know, yeah, knock yeah. down that new challenge. Yeah. Um, I see, like with me, like I, I like when I'm nervous, I feel like I have the better matches. Um, I feel like the nervous brings the edge and confidence in me for when I get out there. When I have butterflies, I feel like I'm like, it's that's not me at my best. <laughs> I know it's weird to say, but a couple of weeks ago I had a match and uh, I just had, I wasn't nervous at all before. I was, it was because of the time where I was at, who I was working, I was comfortable with it, I was comfortable with the whole situation. Went out there, I mean, the match is good. I, I enjoyed the match after watching it, but... I didn't feel too great out there. Like I was. Just do you like, feel like you'll be able to do this in real life? Do you think that your your nervousness will help? Yeah, help you? definitely. Yeah, like because that's what. As long as you can deliver once you get out there. Exactly. In life. Yeah. Because that's a new area, no, exactly. and a completely it's a completely different. You're moving to a big city, and you're currently like a small town guy. Yeah, yeah, which is true. Um. I was thinking about that too. Like I did move from New York. I'm originally from New York, but I was basically raised in a small town. Like went to middle school there, went to high school there, college. Been living there for a couple of years afterwards, you know. So like, yeah, I've been living there for a solid about eleven, twelve years now. So like, basically, I'm a small town boy. So it's it's exciting to go to a bigger city. A small town biracial, bisexual, pro wrestling boy from a small town that's about to be a big city boy and go tackle new life challenges. Yeah. The story of Keita Murray. Yeah. Can't throw with us. Yes. Um <laughs> so we're at this we're at this conclusion now. Um is there anything that you view for yourself that is a positive message that you want to send out that you live by? Because we both have these similarities of um, taking on new challenges in life, both professionally uh, and personally. Um, we're both, in my opinion, brave people who yeah. have done very brave things uh, for the betterment of ourselves. Um, we're also very brave in the fact that we followed our childhood dreams. You're about to move across the world. I'm about to move across the world. Or I'm sorry, I've moved across the world. Yeah. I'm about to move on with a new chapter of my life. You're about to uh, move on a new chapter of your life. Right now, both uh, professionally, personally, everything, what kind of message would you send to anyone listening right now that's going through stuff in, in their life? Um, Don't be scared. Cane, throat thrust, anybody who comes through your way. Um, That's the best advice I could give in life. Like... Don't be scared. Be who you are. 
uh, just know like times are hard and you're gonna keep cane throat thrusting people on your way to the top. I love this. If I don't see a lot of cane throat thrusts uh, to life exactly. in the future for you, just I'm gonna give, be pissed. Just anything, like anything comes your way in life, a quick cane throat thrust, stop somebody in their tracks. So right now we're gonna wrap it up. Oh, I want to thank you for being on the show. No having problem. Can I put myself over and can I put everything over? And I don't want you to put over. yourself over. Why not? Uh, because no one gives a shit. I'm kidding. <laughs> of course right. you can put no, yourself right. over. That's what this is for. All right. Well, you could, uh, me and my tag team partner, all that Kid Murray, the notorious KIT Kit Raff. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, the Impeccables. I'm on Facebook, Kid Murray. He's on Facebook, Facebook Kit Raff. Instagram, Key to Your Heart. Twitter, Key to Your Heart. Snapchat, Key to Your Heart. YouTube, Key to Murray. The Impeccables, Notorious KIT. He's on Instagram, The Notorious KIT. We're both on Instagram, The Impeccables. There you go. And that's a lot of putting over. Yeah. Go get at this boy on social media. Go follow him. And book us, please. Please do book him. Having been in the We're ring with him for the first time yesterday, we love I can definitely vouch. Uh, Keita Murray will entertain your fans. He'll give you a good match. He's very charismatic. He can go. And uh, having watched some of your tag stuff with your tag partner, who I've never met or spoken to at any point, yeah. but send him my best. I, I think will. I think he is a very interesting fellow. Yeah, he is. Interesting young man. Thank you. Um, thank you for being on the show. Um, thank you for coming out here to have this match with me before I uh, die away in my wrestling career. For everyone uh, listening, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Talks podcast, the show about nothing where we talk about everything. Uh, stay on me and hit up, hit me up on social media at Proud Caucasian on Twitter and make sure you remind me to not be a complete fuckbag with this endeavor that I said that I was going to start. I shouldn't have to have you message Ooh. me to tell me that this is uh, something I need to update. I'm just going to try my best to keep it updated uh, for everyone who supports me and what I'm doing with this podcast. So thank you for tuning in. Cane Throat Thrust. Cane Throat Thrust. Grandpa Glenn. Hell Express. Big Boy Express, Matt the Money Cage, signing out. I